What is going on? Thank you so much for joining the J Makopa podcast. This is the fuel to your faith and the death to your doubts. I hope you enjoy this message. Let's get into it. <laughs> What is going on everybody? Thank you so much for joining me right here at the J Makopa podcast. I'm so happy that you are here. And if it is your first time, people told you about it and or maybe you saw it on social media and now you're like, "Hey, let me see what's going on. If it's your first time, I want to give you an extra mercy." That's right. And if you are someone who always is listening, you're always tuned into what we're doing and you know you've been around and you've been supporting, I need to give you an extra mercy. Once again, as I said, this is the J Makopo podcast. In case you didn't see that, I've got the hoodie on. Um, just trying to make it a little bit more cool. Um, but you know what we do every week? I need to give uh, proper shout outs to anyone who shouts out the podcast on social media. You just show people that you were listening to it. Uh, if it's your first time that you let people know that you are listening to it. So um, I'm going to give an extra immersive to Tandeka, one of the influencers of Cape Town. I actually know her. She's a good friend of mine. So Tandeka, here's your extra immersive. Uh, also, oh, I want to yes. give an extra immersive to Robin Third Floor. If you don't know about him, a really dope artist. So I need to give you an extra immersive, homie. Uh, oh, yes. He says very uh, inspirational things, and uh, you're the man, dog. So thank you so much for for all the the extra immersives. But even the people who you know uh, you have already joined the extra immersive club. Because if you have, if I've given you an extra immersive, it means you are in the extra immersive club, okay? You are official, all right? Um, oh, but yes. so I, I still do see people speaking about the podcast, um, you know, week in, week out. I thank you all so, so much. But we're going to get into today's episode. Oh, yes. And today's episode is called A Big Fat No. A Big Fat No. I, I had a conversation with one of the guys that I am leading. Um, uh, I am his pastor and I had a conversation with him about how sometimes people can make you feel bad for saying no and after I was having and speaking to him about what he was going through uh, God began to speak to me and put this word in my heart about how his people need to know how to say no we need to know how to refuse so we're gonna get into this message um, and uh, it's not something that we usually think on but I think it's so important that we hold on to what I'm about to teach us it's called a big fat no you must learn to say no look people in the eye and say no I refuse no so let's get into it let's pray God, I come before you. I thank you so much uh, for you uh, being with us. God, I thank you for this podcast. I thank you for all these ways that you move and you use to reach out to us and to build us up. I pray, may this message bless people. I pray also, may I communicate it well. In the name of Jesus, I pray. And I said, amen. Amen. I'd like us to, like I said, jump in the book of uh, James chapter 5, verse 12. As I said, this is called a big fat no as a believer you are meant to be a person who is comfortable with saying no i know that sometimes that's something that makes us uncomfortable or it it, it creates an environment that is not uncomfortable but you have to know how to say no and let your no be no so uh, james chapter 5 verse 12 it says but above all my brothers do not swear me either by heaven or by earth or by any other oath but let your yes be yes and your no be no so that you may not fall under condemnation 
The Bible says, when you say something, if you're giving someone your word, if you're saying something, let your yes be yes and your no be no. But I'm not going to spend too much time on the yes today because yes is very easy to flow on. We're going to be focusing on the no because when you say no, you need courage to say no. You need to be bold to say no. You need to have character to say no. So yes is a little bit easier. Um, but I want us to, to think of yes and no as as a coin because sometimes we think yes and no are two different things yes is there no is there but actually yes and no is like a coin there's one side of the coin and the other side of the coin but it's still one coin so you must see it as this every time you say yes to one thing you're going to say no to another thing every time you're saying yes to one thing you are saying no to another thing and when you say no to one thing you're saying yes to the other thing for example when you say no you're not going to eat healthy you're saying yes i want an unhealthy body or i want to gain weight when you say no to studying you're saying yes you want bad marks whenever you say no to one thing you're saying yes to another when you say yes to one thing you are saying no to another so a thing that's going to help you make better decisions is think about the other side of the coin each time you say yes think about what you're saying no to every time you say no think about what you're saying yes to but like i said before we are focusing today on the no because you know what no does no's no makes things go tee, all right uh, f- yes makes things flow you flow with yes okay yes that's why there are people called yes men do you want to do this they say yes do you want to go there they say yes they never say no so everything is flowing it's going and usually when you say yes people are going to smile with you right they're going to say hey yeah okay cool whatever. but when you say no you can sometimes get on the wrong side of people um because no creates tension and tension is uncomfortable and comfortable doesn't feel nice now here's where we find ourselves as believers a lot of the times people think being a believer means you must be nice now being nice does not mean that you are being like christ as a christian we are not people who are saying we want to be nice people listen to me when you say you are a christian you are not saying i'm trying to be a nice person you're saying i'm trying to be like christ i'm trying to follow the ways of christ now in the bible we see many times jesus did things that did not seem nice Right, And this is something that you need to know about your life, that God is calling you not to live a nice life, but to live a right life. You know, the difference between, uh, there is, what I'm saying is there is a difference between nice and right. Sometimes things that are nice are not the right thing. And sometimes the right thing doesn't feel like a nice thing. Sometimes they cross paths where what is right feels nice and what is nice is right. But a lot of the times, what is feels nice is not necessarily what's right and what is right doesn't necessarily feel nice so remember you are not called to be a nice person when you say you're a christian you're not saying hey we are trying to be nice people we are saying we are trying to be like christ and there's many times like i said the title of the message is a big fat no there's many times when jesus said no and it didn't seem nice now let's look at ways that you can be like jesus and say no one way that jesus said no one place where jesus said no was when um someone tried to manipulate him say no to being manipulated you must understand that when you refuse to be manipulated you are being like jesus when someone tries to step into your life and manipulate you and trying to get you to do things that are off your purpose and you say no that's you being like jesus you see sometimes you think oh i'm being i'm not being nice i'm not being nice no you are being like christ when you refuse to be manipulated let's look in scripture in the book of luke chapter 10 verse 40 to 42 it says but martha was distracted with much serving she went 
to him and said, she went to Jesus and said, Lord, uh, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve, to serve alone? Tell her to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion and it won't be taken from her. You see, when someone is going to manipulate you, one thing they're going to try to do is question your identity. The, as soon as you hear someone say, hey, if you were a good friend, you would do this. Hey, if you were a Christian, you would do this. Hey, if you were uh, a good family member, you would do this. You must know that that person is trying to manipulate you and never let anyone manipulate you. Why? Because you're trying to be like who? Like Jesus. You see, if someone wants to ask you to do something, it's a completely different thing. If someone says, hey, please help me do this. I'm asking you to do this. That's a, someone requesting. It's good. But when someone is trying to use your identity against you, then don't let them do it. You, you see, we want to go on trips. You know, we like going on trips. Uh, and you must go on trips. You must go on holiday, go on vacation. But the one trip you must refuse to go on is a guilt trip. When someone tries to put you on a guilt trip so that you can do something that is off your purpose, you must completely just say no. Look them in the eye and say no. Jesus refused to be manipulated. All right. Now, other thing that we see when, when someone tries to manipulate you is because many times it's because they have their own things that they're dealing with and now they're trying to take it out on you. Jesus's response was, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things. Jesus was like, you have your own issues. You have things going on in your life, but don't put them out on me. Don't, if, if your life seems like it's out of control, don't try and bring your control tendencies on me. No, I'm, I'm refusing that I'm going to do what you want me to do and put me off my, my track because I know who God's called me to be and I know me. Another thing I want to say is Jesus knew who he was and you need to know who you are so that no one can use it against you. No one must tell you that if you care, you would do this for me. You know you are a caring person. You know you are a Christian. You know that you want to do the right thing. So no one must come and try to use that very thing against you. Um, the book of 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, in the King James Version, it says, For God has given us this, not the spirit of fear, uh, God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power of love and of a sound mind. Of a sound mind, right? So in the King James Version, the Bible says that, uh, Jesus has given us a sound mind. In other versions, it says self-control or you know, discipline and things like that. So you can't have discipline if you don't have a sound mind. So God has given you a sound mind. Don't, don't give your sound mind to someone to play mind games with it. Okay, the book of Romans chapter 12 verse 2 also, it says that we must renew our mind every day. So you can't renew your mind and then take that mind and give it to someone to say, okay, play my games, play mind games, yeah, play mind games. No, refuse for anyone to play mind games and to manipulate you. You see, when you're refusing those things, you are being like Jesus. You are being like Jesus when you are refusing mind games. Don't let anyone make you feel bad for these. Don't let anyone manipulate you. Jesus said no to being manipulated. The other thing, number two, that Jesus said no to, to being is being tested. In the book of Luke, chapter 10, verse 25 to 27, it says, And behold, a lawyer stood up and put, stood up to put him to the test. So a lawyer stood up to put Jesus to the test. Now, if a singer, sing, a, um, what's it called? A singer, what a singer does is they sing. Né? A baker, what a baker does is they bake. A lawyer a lawyer does what? A, a lawyer loy, law, law. I think one of you will be able to um, figure that one out. A singer sings, a baker bakes, and a lawyer law. 
you will figure it out. You, you, I'm joking. No, I'm joking, guys. I'm joking. Uh, but it says, a lawyer stood up to try and test Jesus. He says, uh, he says, teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, what is written in the law? How do you read it? And the man answered, the lawyer answered, um, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. You see, at that moment, Jesus knew that this person is rising up to test me. He's not asking this question to get information. He's not asking the question because he wants to know he's rising up just to test me. Now you must know that there are going to be people who are going to stand up and come up in your life who are just trying to test you. And it's important that you know and you recognize when someone is is just trying to test you they're not actually asking you a question they are just there to test you now when someone is testing you let me give you some advice test the person who's testing you all right test the person who is testing you now when they, they stand up now these are things that you do in your mind it's not something you're going to say with your mouth you do it in your mind first question you ask yourself is who is this person who's testing you when someone rises up to test you test your patience test your love they say they, they're coming in your life just to test you ask yourself who are they are they someone of influence? Are they someone who is of prominence? Someone who is successful, who's done something great? If not, okay, give them a cross. Wrong. Next. Next question you ask them is, do they have authority in your life? Now, I just want to make this clear. If someone has authority in your life and they test you, we receive those tests. If someone is your mentor and they're testing you about something, you receive that. If someone is your leader and they test you about something, you receive that. An employer, you receive those tests. But if someone has zero authority in your life and they're trying to test you, don't take those tests. Don't, don't like ask them the question. Like I said, we are testing the tester. The first thing we ask, who are you? Next thing, do you have authority in my life? If you don't have any authority in my life, then wrong. The third thing you ask, ask yourself of the person is this test that you're trying to give me. If I pass it, do I qualify for something? And if I fail the test, do I disqualify for something? Because a lot of the tests that people are going to give you, you're, you're not going to get anything out of it. And if you're finding out, and most of the time when someone tests you, these three things, they all get crosses. Who are they? You're just another person. Cross. Who, do you have authority in my life? You don't have authority in my life. Cross. Um, this test you're giving me, am I qualifying for something or do, or do I disqualify for anything? Cross. And then if you find out that this person has failed the test that you were giving them, right? They're coming to test you, but you test them in your mind first. And if they fail the test, do you know what you do? Don't register for their exam. Don't register for the exam they're trying to give you. I remember in high school, there used to be subjects that have, uh, there would be a paper three. They're like paper one is for marks, paper two is for marks. And then I remember I was in class, our teacher said, okay, there's going to be a paper three. So when they said, oh, there's going to be a paper three. So I thought, okay, it means if I flop in paper one and two, I can use the marks of paper three to help me boost my marks. I asked the teacher that. The teacher said, no, paper three, it's not for marks. So I was like, what, what do you mean paper three is not for marks? Right. It says, no, paper three, it just looks good. So I said, wait, so, so I write paper one, I write paper two, they're for marks. Now you're giving me paper three and it's not for marks, but it just looks good if I write paper three. Yes. I said, no, man, I don't want to write paper. Th if it's not going to give me marks, if it's not going to push me forward, if it's not going to help me, it's just going to look good. Then I don't want to write paper three. Let me just write paper one and two. And, and always the people who, the, the students, maybe some of you are listening now, the people who wrote paper three, there wouldn't be a lot of people in there because a lot of people would just say, you know what, it's not helping me. It just looks good. And when people try to test you, don't get into arguments just because it's going to make you look good or just because you think someone is going to make you think someone is making you look bad, so you're going to get into the test. No, Jesus refused to be tested. So what Jesus does in, in this in the scripture, we see that Jesus um, 
he instead of responding the, the guy asked him a question he says what must i do to inherit eternal life what jesus then does is jesus asks a question back to the person he said he doesn't answer if jesus were to answer the question then the guy was going to ask another question if jesus answered he was going to question so it means now jesus was allowing himself to be tested but instead what jesus does is he questions the guy he asks him a question you know sometimes when someone is trying to 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 question you and trying to test you someone trying to test your emotions test your patience sometimes you must just ask them a question you know sometimes for me like if someone's trying to test me i ask them i say hey are you fine are you okay are you fine like is everything going well at home someone's just trying to trying to get into you and trying to affect you and trying to test you i'm like is everything fine with you at home is everything good at home are you well are you okay ask them a question don't answer it don't register for the exam jesus said no to being tested all right and the third thing uh that jesus uh, jesus said many uh times many times jesus said no but another thing jesus said no to is being tempted now the first two examples i gave you is when jesus is saying no to other people but he also said no to being tempted. In the book of Luke chapter 4 verse 1 to 11, you must say no to temptation. Now, temptation is hard also because temptation doesn't come from outside. A lot of times it feels like, it, like hey, there are things that are tempting me, but temptation is coming from the inside. So please understand that when you're saying no, you're not being outside of Christ. When you are saying no, when you say no, then you are not being unlike Jesus. As a matter of fact, you are being like Jesus. So don't let anyone manipulate you. Be like Jesus and don't let anyone manipulate you. Number two, be like Jesus and don't let anyone test you. But also be like Jesus and don't fall into temptation. Say no to yourself too. Don't just say no to other people because sometimes you can get into this thing of no, 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 no. But say no to yourself too because sometimes the things that you want to do are the wrong things. Sometimes the things that you want to do are actually the wrong things and it is your desires that are wrong. So say no. Give yourself a big fat no. Now, the first type, uh, first half of this message I was speaking about, I want to speak about giving a no. But now I want us to speak about when we receive no's. When a big fat no comes your way, what we can learn. We see a story here in the book of Luke chapter 14, verse 16 to 24. It says, but he, sa- um, uh, but he said to him, A man once gave a great banquet and invited many. And at the time of the banquet, he sent his servant to say to those he invited. So he he put on a banquet. Then he sends out his servant uh, to tell those who he had invited. He said, come for everything is now ready. But all alike, but all alike began to make excuses. The first one said, hey, I've bought a field and I must go out to see it. Please have me excused. The other one said, I have bought five yoke of oxen and I have to examine them. Please have me excused. The other one said, I have married a wife and I cannot come. So the servant came and reported these things to the master. Then the master of the house became angry and said to the servant to go out quickly to the streets Uh, and lanes of the city bring in the poor the crippled the blind and the lame and the servant said yes what you have said sir what you have commanded has been done and still there is room and the master said to the servant go out to the highway to the hedges and compel people to come in that my house may be filled for i tell you that none of the men who were invited shall taste my banquet number one we see that there's a man who puts on a big party puts on a banquet and he invites people to come 
Now, obviously, the people that he had said yes to, the people who he desired to come, he invited them. But number one, lesson number one, we learn from this story. Number one, we learn from this, the party. All right. Um, lessons from the party, we'll call it. Lesson number one is invited doesn't mean excited. Just because you've invited someone to be a part of something, it doesn't mean that they are excited about it. Now, this is something that you are most likely you fall into it. I've done this where you... Um, you value people who don't value you as much. It's something that naturally happens to a lot of people. Sometimes you can find yourself valuing other people. And, hey, I want, I want to invite this person to this part of my life. I want to invite this person. But just because you have invited people, it does not mean that they are excited about it. Now, how do we see if someone is excited? Let me give you three points. How you see someone is excited to be a part of your life. Number one is they are interested in what you are interested in. It's not so much that they are necessarily interested in it themselves, but they will take interest in what you're interested in because you are interested in it, right? So your interests, they are, they, you'll see them asking questions. Hey, what are you doing? Hey, can I be there? Hey, are you involved in this? Hey, can I come? Can I show up? How can I support? They have interest in what you are doing. That's a sign that someone is excited about the invitation that you have invited them to in your life. Number two is effort, is effort. Um, the effort that they are putting in your life. Are they showing any effort into being a part of your life, into supporting you, into, you know, being someone who you can rely on? Are they showing effort? When you look at the people in your life who you want to be a part of your life, who you are inviting to be a part of your life, to the important places in your life, are they showing any effort? Because if they're not showing effort, then they are not excited. And maybe they should not necessarily be invited. And number three, this is a, a very pra practical part, which is money. How much are they spending? Now, now, all that I'm saying, these three points, interest, effort, and money, it must be a thing where you are giving and they are giving. And it must feel like you are giving, but you must also know that they are giving. You are giving and they are giving. You are giving and they are giving, right? So, so when you have invited someone to be a part of something, invited someone to be a part of your life, you must understand just because someone is invited, it does not necessarily mean they're excited. And we must learn to not chase people who are not excited to be a part of what you are calling them into, right? So this guy invites them to people. And the number one, we understand that invited does not mean excited and don't chase people who are not valuing your invitation. Number two, the thing we learn is don't look down on those who look up to you. Don't look down on the people who look up to you. See, you see, this man who was putting on this party, he was saying yes to people and he put them first. But then after they said no to him, then he remembers the people who look up to him. Now, something that a lot of people will fall into is there are people in your life who they actually care about you. There are people in your life who they have been supporting you. They have, they have been there. They've had your back. Now, the thing, unfortunately, that you will find yourself doing is you are going to want the attention of people who they are not giving it to you. You want what you don't have. You want what you don't have. And sometimes you will value what you don't have. Now, that is a mistake this man made because he knew that there are people in the city who look up to him. Now, 
he had labeled them something in his mind. Now, don't label them. You see, he looked down on the people who look up to him. Never do that. Because God has given you people who support you. God has given you people who have interest in you. God has given you people who want to be a part of your life. They are there. But don't overlook them. You see, this man overlooked the people who actually looked up to him. So don't do that. Number one, like I said, invited doesn't mean excited. Number two is don't look down on the people who look up to you. Don't look down on the people who look up to you because you'll find yourself saying no to the people who God has put in your life to support you right? And then you'll be saying, I don't have any support. But the thing is, you've said no to the wrong people and you've said yes to the wrong people. So make sure you are using your yes correctly and you're using your no correctly. Number three, what we see is no will show you where to go. You see, you you should not be afraid of hearing no. This man put out the invitation and the people he invited, basically they said no. They were giving him excuses. Guys, let's be honest. When someone gives you an excuse, they're basically saying no to you. So when they were giving him excuses, what he realized was that this is the direct, this is giving him uh, a direction of where to go. At first, he was going in the wrong direction, trying to tell these people, hey guys, come to my party. When they said no, it gave him another way to go. So don't, don't be afraid of no. Don't, the Bible is saying, don't be afraid of saying no, because when you say no, it's going to show you where to go. And he then turned to go to the people who were willing to come. You see, when someone doesn't want to accept your invitation or when someone doesn't accept you, it's okay. Don't be mad at them. It's okay to be upset, right? But it's but don't become bitter. It's okay to be upset, but don't become bitter. Just change direction. Just change direction. Don't say, hey, you want to convince them. You want to convince them. No, it's okay. If someone is saying no, just receive the no change direction change direction please i want to i want you to see no as a direction of where to go see no as a direction of where to go the book of acts chapter 18 verse 5 to 6 we see this happen it says when silas and timothy arrived in macedonia paul was occupied with the word testifying to the jews that christ was jesus that the Christ was Jesus. And when they opposed and reviled him, he shook out his garment and said, your blood be on your own hands. I am innocent. From now on, I will go to the Gentiles. Paul was trying to give life, give positivity, give Christ to people. But when they rejected them, he rejected him. He said, okay, I'm going to let go of this. Your no is showing me where to go. The no that I'm getting from you is showing me where to go. It just, it's just letting you know that this is not where I'm supposed to be. It's just letting you know that this is not where I should be putting my effort. I should put my effort somewhere else. Just see your no as a good thing. Please, I want you to open your eyes and see no as a good thing. It doesn't feel good at first, but see no as a good thing. No is showing you where to go. And the, and the fourth thing where I want to bring everything to a close, bring this message to a close is use your no to bless your yes use your no this is all this is the the biggest thing and maybe the whole thing of this message that i want to give you is use your no use the no use the no that comes your way to bless your yes 
use the no. So what we see is with this man, when the servant comes to him and says, hey, they don't want to come. The people that you are inviting don't want to come. Do you know what the man does, what the master does? The master takes the no that has been given to him and he says, you know what? I am going to bless the people who are saying yes to me. I am going to bless them. I'm going to give them the best. I'm going to give myself to the people who are saying yes. Do you know what sometimes happens is when what we can experience or what you can maybe you've already experienced or you've seen this happen with other people is you know when someone will go through life and then someone says no to them sometimes if someone has said no to you don't let that no make you negative don't let that no make you a negative and an angry person and then when you go to the people who are saying yes you become nasty to them you become rude to the people who are saying yes to you don't do that let your no bless your yes let the no bless the yes there are people who are saying yes to you there are people who are supporting you there are people who have your back there are people who have effort there are people who will spend money on you there are people who you know they have interest in you and now when you hear no from other people don't let the no make you curse the people who are saying yes to you don't come back home and now you're angry with the people who love you no use the no to bless the yes he calls in those who are poor he calls on the cripples he calls in the blind the lame the people who will look up to him the people who appreciate them he calls them in and says i'm gonna bless you and then even you know what happens the the servants say hey there's still space he calls in all those people who he knew you know this man he calls them by name he he knows where they are he says go to this street go to this place and bring these people so it means that the master knew those people it's just that he overlooked them at first so now he's saying hey bring those people that are overlooked and i want to bless them bring in hey are these are there some family members that sometimes you overlook because you know that you'll always they'll always have your back they will always be there are there some friends who you know they will always support you are there some people who are just supporting you they have your back they like you they've been there in your life and now you overlook them because you're trying to get attention of other people don't do that use your no to bless your yes use your no to bless your yes and above all it's not just about the people it's not just about people that we are doing this um, but it's about god you see god is one person who will all who has always had your back god is someone who has always said yes he's inviting you so when god invites you be excited don't don't be someone who says ah whatever it's just god oh, it's just another time of prayer oh, it's just another thing no we need to learn that we must not be like a type of person who who um, does not appreciate when God said yes to us. The fact that Jesus said yes to us and God has said yes to you, be excited about that. Be passionate about that and go for it with all your heart. But also you must know that when the world says no to you, when people say no to you, you must use the no that the world has given you and the, and then bless the yes that God has given you. God says yes to you. Now when all these rejection, when when people reject you, when opportunities reject you, when there are things that are not working out, use the negative to produce positive. Use the negative to produce positive. Come on, use when people are negative to you to produce positive to the people who are saying yes to you and even in your walk with God. Sometimes people are pushing you away, but come on, use that to fuel your walk with God and your love for God. So I want to say again, hey, from the beginning, saying saying no is something that is being like Jesus. Saying no 
is a good thing. Say no to the things that are pushing you off your path of Christ. Say no to the things that are making you um, compromise who God is calling you to be. But on the other side, it's when people say no to you, receive it. And then use the no to bless your yes. Use the no to bless the yes and to bless the people who've said yes to you. A big, fat no, a big fat no. This is the message that I, I, I prepared for each one of you today. Now, I want you to begin to, to think about the things you need to start saying no to. Think about the people you need to say no to. Think about the things that are coming in your life that you need to say no to. And then be prepared to go and say no. Some of you need to stand up and be bold and say no. Look people in the eye and say no. Number two is some of you need to learn how to receive the no. Because some of you, you break apart, you get angry, you get negative when people say no. If someone has said no to you, receive the no, but see that as an opportunity to say, hey, look for the people who said yes to you and then bless them. Look for the people who are saying we accept you and then bless them because you know that they see the gold in you. Now, I want to say a prayer today that, hey, let us learn, number one, how to say no. Let us learn how to give no's, but also let us be gracious in receiving no's and saying, hey, hey, uh, when someone says no to you, may it make you think of the people who've said yes and make it, may it lead you to bless them more. So let's say a prayer together. Let's pray. God, I come before you, I pray, God, that um, when we hear no, my God, may we not be destroyed by it. I thank you, my God, that you are God who says yes to us. I thank you that you, you, you accept us. You don't reject us. And Father, we come before you and we ask you, my God, that um, we would bless you when the world rejects us. I pray, my God, that when the world says no to us, when there's so many things around us that say no, that we are not good enough, that we don't look good enough, that we don't have the talent, may we look to you as the one who says, yes, we do, and may we bless you more. I pray, God, also, my God, may we not become negative when we are rejected or when when we hear no, but instead may we see those as opportunities to bless those who you've given us who say yes to us. I pray also, God, give us the boldness to say no. Give us the boldness to refuse to be manipulated. May we, may we refuse to be tested, but also, my God, may we refuse to fall into temptation. I pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray and we all said amen. Amen. Guys, that was the J. Copper podcast. Remember, a big fat no. Get out there and say no to the things that are not right, things that are pushing you off your purpose. But also, when you get a no, use that no to bless those who say yes to you. Use the no to be a greater person to the people who love and accept you guys. But also, the biggest thing is when people say no, remember that God has said yes to you. When people say you're not good enough, remember God says you're good enough. When people say that you don't have the talent, say God can give you grace to accomplish anything. Thing. So when the negative forces and the negative words come your way, let us give glory to God and let us make sure we are giving God our best. Let's remember those who say yes when we say no, when we hear no, okay? So um, that's the message, a big fat no. Get comfortable with saying no, but also get comfortable with saying, with receiving no. Remember when you say no to one thing, you're saying yes to another thing. 
think about it. That was the Jamie Copper podcast. Thank you so much if you're tuning in on YouTube, on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, wherever it's at. Um, remember, I don't save the Instagram lives if you're listening on Instagram Live because this is on YouTube. You can check it out on YouTube or my bio on Instagram. Thank you so much. That's the Jamie Copper podcast. The Jamie Copper podcast. Signing out with love. We're back again next Sunday. I love you guys. I love you guys. Take care. Be safe. I love you. Peace out. Thank you so much for listening to the Jamo Copper podcast. Please make sure you subscribe and leave a review and also share it with all your loved ones and even the haters. <laughs> okay, take care guys. <laughs>